don't record that guy saying that at <laughs> all. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we already recording. We back? Yeah, yes, Inch. It's been that. It's been. It's time already. Yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> yo, and you can't tell her how the magic is done. Yo, yo, yo that's the sweet. That's the week in Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seventy week. It's the sixty ninth week. The sixty ninth week. Going to the seventieth week, dog. When the yo. prince shall be cut off. <laughs> What's good, everybody? We happy to be back. It's, it's, it's been uh, six days, Ange. Six days, and on the seventh, we're supposed to rest. But it's what is it? Good. It's a creation six days? <laughs> creation this creation six, six days. days is 6,000 years? Yeah, something like that. No. Already, already. Something we can't like get that. a word out without everybody laughing too much. This is the, the laughing podcast. I'm yeah, we should rename it. Yeah. Listen, I apologize to all my four guys laughing. Listeners the out there, <laughs> he said, "All oh my, oh, it already started." Yeah, See? all, all See? my listeners. Yeah, ready, yo, dog. You ready? Specifically, me. What? Son? Filthy is here, dog. That person. See, that personality yo. is coming. I ain't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what y'all talking about? Filthy behind Filthy's back. I ain't tell you. Oh, you see? Listen up. You hear that, people? They trying to get rid of filthy. Yeah, let Ange get all the energy out now, cause we know in about eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> he had a triple shot. So yeah, Ange. It might, it might, it might last eighteen. Welcome to the Knowing Part podcast. Uh, we're here, uh, getting ready to go through the Word of God. What's up, guys? Talk to me. How, how you guys been doing? It's been six days. Yo, we're, sh- we're shooting on location. Where we at? Where we at? This is our first. <laughs> we in a mansion. We in Yo, 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 yo. We in a manger. <laughs> we in a mansion. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta throw off the listeners. Chill. Your mic's too high. You How high. does it feel when you wake up? <laughs> that's. that's <laughs> yo, V. Nah, dog. We in a manger, dog. We on location. Where we at? PA? PA. We drove four PA. hours. PA. PA I love those brothers, man. They drove four hours to I come mean, to chill with yeah, the brother. Buddy. I'm in the sticks. I'm in the sticks right here. <laughs> I mean, like. Uh, you with the goats? Like you. And the you, cows? You know when and you the reach the boonies? And then there's a place behind the boonies? Behind oh, the boondocks? Man. <laughs> the That's where I'm at. That's where we at now? <laughs> That's where we at. In a far, far away land. Yeah, bro. far, far away. Chill, you're here for a purpose. Nah. You can actually actually see stars here, baby. You know what and I'm saying? It's, it's fresh air over here, but every time I come out here, my, my allergy starts kicking in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you take your allergy medication, man? I did. Oh, wow. It doesn't work up here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I need the dirty Brooklyn air. The smog. Oh, this sun about that Brooklyn air, baby. Yeah, be I clear. think it's the water. Clears up my It's nostrils. like the water, you know? Yeah. So yeah. if I sound a little nasally, people, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Brooklyn is where it's at, baby. It definitely is. Every morning <laughs> I wake up, although I'm seeing mountains and trees, I cry a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> so a, a tear uh, comes uh, to my eye. Ungrateful. You know how I many people right. in Brooklyn right now is clawing, trying to claw their way out of Brooklyn? <laughs> and you're over there trying to get back in. <laughs> mm. What good could come out of Brooklyn? <laughs> Nothing. 
Knowing Park came out of Brooklyn, son. So what's this episode of what? I think this is 14. 14. I lost count. It don't matter, man. Nah, I think it's 15, isn't it? Yeah, it might be 15. It don't matter. We just talking about the word, bro. But we in chapter 9 of John. Yes, sir. We in chapter 9 of Eddie? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is episode 15. 15, man. Episode 15, man. Yeah, we in uh, chapter 9 already. Wow. Yeah, um, last chapter was a little little spicy. A little mm. caliente. It's all good. Dog, if you can't contend the word, B. Word up. I mean, you some episodes I, mean? I got to put y'all in your place, man. That's just how it is. We got to be able to disagree <laughs> and still uh, be unified. Yep. You know what I mean? So as we get into you know, chapter 9... Any any anything from uh, you know last week <laughs> that you guys remember? Oh, you your father, the <laughs> devil. Mm. Well, one of um one of the great things that I kind of like is that um in chapter eight the way it, it, it started it opened up with um the leaders trying to stone a sinful woman, and then it closed with the leaders trying to stone the sinless Messiah. Mm. You know, that was an interesting contrast that stood out to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, religious people always trying to stone somebody. And yeah, and you see that, you know, the totally, you know, um, uh, unrighteous judgment, unrighteous, you know, view of the way they see people. And you're so hypocritical. Stoning, you know, sinful people, stoning uh, sinless people like the Messiah. It it doesn't matter. Not based on any truth, but Mm. just their own uh, personal feelings and their own personal desires. Mm. And we we've, we've seen that throughout, you know, John. You know, I think maybe started from chapter four. You know, the contention between, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus Christ and the religious leaders. So as we get into chapter nine, we're going to see more of that, more of Christ revealing his identity, uh, him speaking the truth, him exhibiting, you know, the truth. Um, showing his credentials, but um, you know, you just had some people that did not want to accept that, and you know, we'll discuss it and see how uh, it applies. You know, practical application in our lives and you know, other people's lives that we've seen or people that we know personally, or see how we could relate it. So, let's jump right into it, John. You know, Ange. You know what you're here for. Let's do it. Where do you want me to retail, bro? Um, let's go to five. All right. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Right, so let's talk about it. Let's describe the scene. Who are we? What new characters are we introduced to? Blind man. We see a blind man. Right. So what's what's the deal with this guy? He was blind from birth. And then the disciples they asking, you know, who sent 
who sinned was it him or his parents like they automatically attributed his blindness being from sin mm. and um i guess that was the understanding at the time you know if you was blind it's because you probably sinned in the womb i don't know or maybe um reincarnation you know probably you sinned in your past life or whatever but he's blind from birth so that's why it's like for it to for them to attribute it to sin when they have when could he have sinned yeah, you yeah. know what i mean Go ahead, Ralph. and that's that's part of like the i think they probably was thinking you know uh with jacob and esau you know when you go back to genesis in terms of their birth and them wrestling in the stomach so that was one of the teachings that some of the pharisees had that that whole wrestling where that could they could attribute it to oh that's a form of sin whether in pregnancy or like you said the whole reincarnation because mm. they also picked that up from like because plato um was teaching around the time of i, I guess he was in uh 400 500 bc and a lot of people they picked up a lot of these phil- philosophical teachings from these folks and he was teaching that you know that people were like spirit beings from another you know and uh as a spirit man they had to adopt a body you know very similar to that false teaching from the mormonism mm-hmm. that you're a spirit being first then you got to put on body or what have you mm-hmm. so which all lends into what you're talking about the reincarnation with you know as you see in hinduism and many different harry christians all these different right. false religions right. yeah. mm-hmm. yo ralph stay taking shots at the mormons yo <laughs> <laughs> what the mormon do to you man yeah they came and knocked at your door no, that's a joke. Well. The mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know if that was the teaching in terms of reincarnation or okay. things like that for the Jews, right. right? But they did. I think there was teaching that you could sin in the womb, mm-hmm. right? Maybe in the Talmud or something. But where would they get that teaching from? And that's what. I, that's right. the only reason I would say the reincarnation because it's like, yeah, you picked that up, but. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, where are you picking that? It has to be something integrated into that, some kind of you know, yeah, from false the religion or right. false belief, and you kind of, you know, you you remix it. No, no, mm-hmm. they actually used to teach that, like the religious leaders, you know, when they adding on all their remix, uh, right? Extra. And that's what I'm saying. Where does the remix come from? You know, no, what I mean? the, no they said it, it was possible for a infant to sin in the womb. Mm. That's crazy. Right, so, now and they would get that from the religious leaders, mm. the people teaching that stuff. Mm. Right, so it's interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. What did what did but what did Christ right? Christ is walking, oh. and he. I, I got a I got a verse, um, and I think this this is probably part of it. It's in Psalms, uh, fifty eight. Fifty eight verse three says. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. So I think that, um, you know, this is pretty much David bringing to, like, you know, we're born sinners, but, um, you know, we're born into a fallen world. Mm. And they took their spin on it and said that, oh, you you perform some type of sinful act in the womb. Mm. Crazy. Right. You know? So, so, so obviously there was a, the understanding, the false understanding that, right. you know, uh, being born blind is is attributed to sin like mike said uh and it could even be attributed to something that your parents did right yeah we realize that you can't right we can't think that way we live in a fallen world and people things are just messed up right people are born 
with, uh, you know, handicaps, you know, blind, deaf, you know, all types of things because of, you know, sin and death entered into the world. So um, I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's true. I don't think that's truth, right? Attributing, uh, you know, a birth defect to sin. That's not, that's not biblical. Well, up to sin, yes, but not specifically the sin of the parents. No. Right? Well, what do you mean? Sin in general when Adam came. Yeah, right. right? Sin. Yeah. Sinful so, that we're in a, just a fallen. Exactly. It's fallen but sinful But not state. specifically. And I think there are other scriptures that talk about like generational curses. And I think the, the it's more so like if, um, if your dad is an alcoholic and you're yeah. raised in that household and you're around that then you're prone to become an alcoholic and things like that. But right. so like, it's not a generational curse. Like my dad's an alcoholic. So now I'm going to be born with one leg type of thing. So right. I, I think it's different, but um, yeah, I, everything is because of sin, but not specifically from your parents sin, I think. So what's the reverse of that, right? You see somebody on the street begging with no eyes or blind. You'll think, Oh, he's a sinner. So if you see somebody that's, well off that's rich that's well dressed that speaks educated what would they think of that person he's mm. blessed he's close to god he's right. blessed he's so that was god. that was the mentality back then right that was just in the culture so it's, it's interesting you know it says you know as jesus passed by he he just noticed and he saw this man uh-huh. right and we could imagine what jesus was thinking all right based on what we read about Jesus before just his character you know what he's feeling what he's thinking but what were the what were his followers thinking well, the, his followers came to he they took that as an opportunity for a theological debate theological discussion right. you know let's get into this philosophical you know argument right. while Jesus is looking at this man with compassion theology let's learn something hey Jesus this guy's born blind. This is what we know. This is what we've been taught. Let's see mm. what you say. And what was Jesus' answer? Neither this man nor his parents have sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. So what does that what does that mean to you, Mike? He was like, You guys were wrong. You know, the way you guys are thinking is totally wrong. It was Nobody sinned. It was just so that the so God could be glorified in that time, you know, and that's that's crazy, you know. A lot of when I think about it, you know, some certain things happen in our lives, and you know, the first thing you think is, oh, this is my karma, you know. Like if something happened in your life, you're like, oh, this is my karma, or this is, you know, something devastating happened, or some kind of trauma happened to you, or you know, you automatically think it's because of what you did and because you sinned, and that's not always the case. Sometimes it's just to glorify God, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like you might go through something in life and it's not because you did something bad or your past, it's just God is working something to to, to bring glory to himself and he's using you. Do, do you think God made him that way? God made him blind, you're saying? Yeah. No. Again, I think it's I think it's the result of sin. Yeah, I think it's the result of sin, oh, like sin as in the falling, right? The, the fall, fall of Adam, yeah. like you know, and it's it. That's the situation. It's like 
you know, when somebody comes out um, crippled or, you know, it, it could be any deformity. Right. It's not because of, um, you know, he's not saying because the, the, the disciples was like, who sinned? Like it was like a, a, a certain specific, sin, like a right. certain specific sin. Right. And it's not that. Like they, they were on it, but they were wrong in a sense. It's more, it's sin. It's not, you know, a particular sin. It's because of the fall of Adam. Yeah. I mean, we're all born uh, with that effect, right? Because we're all born, you know, basically counting down till we die. And mm. that's the result of sin. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's what Christ said. He was like, no, neither. That's not the reason. Um, And back in the days when I I used to read that, I used to think, well, you know, God probably made him born blind so that Christ, Mm. but that's not the tone and that's not what Christ said, Mm -hmm. right? In the language, he was like, no, you're wrong. But this is going to be used to glorify God. Right. And I I think it's the way I also consider um, Pharaoh, you know, with his heart, heart, heart. You know, like mm-hmm. God, his heart was already hard. God just went ahead and used it for his glory. You know, Correct. so I think Correct. the same reason here with, with the blind man. He was blind because of fallen man. Right. And God used that. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. God just uses things all the time and to bring him glory. Yeah. You know, and in doing that blesses the vessel. You know what right. I mean? So, it, it, yeah. And that's a great point that you you know you're you're bringing out because that's a common question that you always hear from people in terms of like why is there suffering, why was this child born with cancer? If there is a God, mm. if there's truly a loving God, right. you know why this, this two year old or this five year old has cancer, or why this person is blind, why is this person crippled, you know? And they have these questions, and these are tough questions. These are real questions because we encounter them and see them every single day, and knowing that, like you said, it's specifically because of the fall, because of sin that entered into the world through Adam that now we're seeing all the repercussions of the effects of this sin, you know? And like you said, you know, we just have a few heartbeats, you know, until we die. All of us have a certain amount of breath until we die, you know, because we've, because of the sin now, now we've seen the effects of it all around us. And what's, what's awesome about that too is no one ever says, well, what about the, the millions of babies that were born healthy? Right. They're always pointing out, you know, the few Mm, cases that are horrible cases, and and indeed they are, Mm -hmm. but the grace of God that he allows the majority of children to Mm -hmm. be born healthy, the majority of people to live longer lives. And that's one thing that people never give God a shout out for. Good point. Great point. Yeah, that is. Um, So, you know, Christ is saying, listen, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day the night is coming when no one can work as long as i'm in the world i am the light of the world what's, what's, what's that talking about do you guys actually think that um he was saying that he's the light of the world while he was there and that when he leaves there's no longer will there be light no i don't see that well the thing i think is that um mm-hmm. while he's working um, I'm, I think that he's saying that, yeah, the light is here because I'm here, but we are here as his mirror reflection. So we're f- reflecting the light because we're saved. We have his spirit living in us. So we reflect the light, but he's not here physically like he was, right. but we reflect his light. And that's why there's still light, but he's, you know, he's not physically here no, except I, live dwelling in us. Right. I agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I get that. Yeah. I think he was pointing towards his, I think the, the day. 
like how it's been right. stressing in John. Right. Like, mm. you know, my day, my day, my day is uh-huh. the crucifixion. Okay. So it's, I think it's more, that's how I see it, more pointing towards, you know, while I'm here, you know, I'm going to yeah. work. But there's okay. going to come a time when, you know, I'm here. not going to be here no more. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's more. But I don't know. I was listening to the last episode. I said, you know what I mean? Way, way <laughs> too much. You don't even say it like that. Say it how you what say happened? it. Son, I'll be like, you know what I mean? Nah. No, no, no. <laughs> it got to come. It got to flow a little better. But I was listening. I was you know like, I mean? your dog. Your dog. I, I said it like 50 times, dog. Yeah, you say There's something wrong with me. You do say so, that. So, so make sure, you know. I was going to name one of the episodes. You know that <laughs> I just didn't know how to spell it. I was gonna surprise you and name yo, it. Yo, me. I was like, yo, what's going? On? I said, every five minutes, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I was like, yo, dog. What's I just didn't on? know how to spell it because I would have named one of them. I was like, I'm annoyed. I think I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize to anybody who's listening. Yes. I say, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Too much. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. <laughs> and you was about to say something. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, was <laughs> oh man. Nah, I, we could move on. That was great timing, and let's move on. That's great timing. Uh, yeah, and you uh, definitely what everybody said. Um, you know, and it it brings me to when Christ was leaving, He promised you know His Holy Spirit to dwell in us, being that light, right? So that light continues reflecting the light of Jesus Christ, and you know, ultimately. You know, tomorrow is not promised. That's kind of the message. Like, listen, we're working right now. And I remember a couple of chapters when he told him, listen, my, I work. My father's working on the Sabbath. We're always working. Mm. Right. But those ideas that, you know, there's going to be a time when I'm not here physically with you guys. But the work is going to continue. All right. All right. So let's read on. And if you could... uh Read from 6 to 12. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He answered and said, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. So this guy gets... You know, exposed to grace, the grace of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ heals his eyes. He restores his sight. Right. This man was born blind. He didn't, you know, get a disease and lose his sight where, you know, potentially, let's say the disease leaves and then you gain your sight back. That wasn't the case. He was. And I'm probably sure he, you know, he had the sunken the sunken eyelids like you could tell that he had no vision mm. all right so right. jesus christ you know he he makes a, a a ball of using mud in his spit and he puts it in his eyes mm. and he probably put it like under the eyelid 
Mm. All right. So now you got irritation. All right. This mud is irritating this guy, and he tells him, "Go wash, you know, go wash it out in the pool of Siloam." Did I say it correctly? Siloam. Siloam. What does this guy do? He listened. He listened. He listened to the word. Mm. The word told him to do something, and he yeah. obeyed and listened. Let's paint a little picture about this man, though. Yep. This blind man. Mm-hmm. All right. He's outside the temple. All right. He's unable to see the Savior. Jesus does the seeking. Blind since birth, like you were saying. He's beyond the aid of man. So that means he has no natural ability, mm-hmm. right, to help himself. All right. So he's totally helpless. He's totally hopeless. All right. So he needs a supernatural uh, um, intervention. He's a beggar, so that means even if he could buy medicine, he couldn't buy medicine because he has no money, so he's poor, mm-hmm. poverty-stricken. You know, He's probably alone. Um, and all of these things, we're seeing that this man, you know, we see, we're just, just paying a little picture of who this man is, this man that's born blind. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to see a little bit later as we progress how this progression of this blind man. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So nice. for all yeah, that's a good summary of him. And the one thing that the Spirit spoke to me when I when I read this specific these verses was that the Lord sometimes is working a miracle right in front of your eye, right in front of your face, mm-hmm. and you can't see it. Mm. You know, so this blind man he didn't see Jesus bend down, he didn't see him right. spit into the ground, he didn't see him making the clay, mm-hmm. but the Lord was working a miracle right before him, and I and I. And, and and me and being in a season where, I, you know, sometimes I'm looking for this miracle and I'm looking all over and it could be right in front of me, you know, right. and I think that's that that's something that, you know, is just so awesome how the Lord works, man. Yeah. That's, that's a great a, point. Yeah, that's a good point, Andrew. Not a good point. I, I see it all the just um, when he finally does it, like in my mind, I was like, OK, so what if he wasn't obedient? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you have to play a part. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, with the Lord, it's crazy how he allows us to play a part in the miracle. Crazy, like he right. could have just came and touched his eyes and were like, I right, go, go your way. But he was, you know, he did the saliva, did all of that. And he told him to go wash, mm. you know. So it's, to me, I just look at it as I'm always humbled when the Lord allows you to be part, to take part in it. Yeah. But it takes faith and obedience. Right. But one thing that really stuck out to me is just how the others didn't recognize him. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I did it again. <laughs> but it's like how the others didn't recognize him. They like, yo, this is the blind man. And he's like, is that him? That can't be him. And it just, when I was reading it, it reminded me of like, you know, when the Lord does something miraculous in your life or changes you, right. you know, like before, cause you gotta understand this man was born blind, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it, I think about us, like how we were blind our whole lives. And then right. Jesus Christ comes and he allows us to see and then when you come around your neighbors and you come around people you know, they're like, they don't recognize you. Mm, exactly. You know, even if, even, even if this is the same person that they sat and they, it could be your family that grew up mm-hmm. with you, that saw you every day. But when you get touched by Jesus and you get changed and, and you know, you, you get saved, they won't recognize you. It's really hard to recognize you. Right. You know, you know that's he, what pointed out to me. Yeah. Right. You know, what was interesting is that they saw him. They, rec- they recognize him, right? He was like, wait a minute. 
This looked like that guy. But the guy was blind. But this guy sees mm -hmm. so that it can't be him. Right. This is somebody that they were familiar with because it says their neighbor. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. The only thing that changed with this man was his eyes. Um. Vision. Like his, his, uh, nothing about his face changed. Right. And now right. that his eyes was open. So they're looking at him. They was like, "Yo, is this is this the guy?" There was some people was like, "Nah, that can't be him, right? How could it be him?" But other people was like, "Yo, it is him. It looks, you know, he it looks just like him." <laughs> right, right, right. So they're denying what they're seeing, right? Because mm -hmm. they're seeing their neighbor, but they, they cannot except the fact that he could see now right right so now this is and i get it it's shocking right imagine somebody that was born blind that you knew right obviously he was a he was a grown man and he was always there in the streets begging you know him you see him but now all of a sudden he's in front of your face and he has 2020 vision and he could see right so now it's all right it's on the people you're saying. Right. Are you going right. to accept what you're right. seeing in front of your face right. or are you going to deny it? And to the point that you're making, uh, Mike, yeah, when you encounter Jesus like this man mm -hmm. and you're in obedience to his word, you're going to change. Yeah. Are your family members and your neighbors, are they going to accept or deny that change that they're seeing in you? Right. Or are they going to be like, oh, nah. Nah, that's not you, right. right? Yo, Mike, let's go to the spot. Right. Yeah. What do you mean you don't want to go? That's not you. <laughs> right. Yep. Because you want to, you know, position in, in the spot. Because <laughs> we used to do that position. all the time. Right up. So the way you're acting right now is not you. It's not you. It's fake. It's fake, that's right? What, yeah. That's what you get right. accused. It's fake. It's not that's real. Right. It's denying what right. they're seeing, right? right. How long what, is this going to last? Right. right. If what they're seeing is, you know, consistent and it's real right. people are gonna deny that you could see now mm. so they expect you to act blind continue acting blind sit down in the corner and beg right because that's what you're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. but they didn't realize that yo you just encountered the living god yep. mm. and you were changed mm -hmm. all right so you know that's that's definitely a great point and again back to the guy he obeyed Right. Right. and let's put yourself in, in this guy's position for a while he's a blind guy somebody come put mud in your eye you're gonna go wash it dog hey, yo first of all why are you touching me <laughs> <laughs> nah what do you mean nah that's not what happens no I'm just saying I'm just saying you see what? the obedience yeah. from the beginning what I see also that's so dope is that you got this blind guy standing there Right, and then all of a sudden he he, and you know, blind people, their hearing is just crazy right. because yeah. that's the sense that they have. So, you got Jesus standing around him, the disciples standing around him, and they're asking this question with him right there, probably like he's not even there because they probably don't well, respect the dude. You think? You think? Well, it says they they were passing by. Yeah, and they saw a blind man who was from birth, right? So yeah. I'm assuming. Or you think he heard them? I'm assuming he heard, and then like, can you imagine the revelation in his heart when his whole life? He's assuming that he sinned and did something that caused him to be like that. Mm. And then the Lord was like, this man did not sin. Yo, that's three great points. And you know what I'm saying? Drop. 
Like, can you Bro, imagine he had that? His double shot can you imagine <laughs> that revelation in his heart? Like, even right, right there and then, right. he probably didn't even have to see. Right. And his That's life would have been changed because he's like, wait a minute, my whole life I, I thought think. I did something wrong. Right. Right. And the right. Lord is like, no, you didn't. Mm, and then on top great. of that, so fine. he That's healed heavy. him. And then he was, that's why he was obedient to go to the. So him hearing that was probably like, wow, I never heard somebody say that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because everybody probably. Everybody's like, like, oh, you messed up. You messed up. Damn, that's heavy. I didn't even, I didn't I didn't even see that. that. Yeah, I didn't even peep that. That's a revelation. That's, that's a revelation. Lord, baby. <laughs> revelation. Nah, but I think true. also if somebody put mud on my face, I want to wash it off too, B. Nah, I, my, my commentary says that that was actually a common practice with eye infections. You believe that? And really? there's nothing but bacteria, ringworm, <laughs> living or in dirt. Or clay in somebody's eye? I, my commentary says that it was a common practice of mixing spit, I thought saliva, G- and clay. I, I thought Jesus did that because he's the creator. I mean, it and could you be. come from the Maybe dust. Maybe this commentary's wrong. Yeah, there's, there's different commentaries that say that, that, you know, saying... Uh, your man came from the dust and well yeah. i think i think is though you put clay on somebody's face and you tell them to go wash it they're gonna go wash it but what right. was the point though what was the point the point, the point of, what? of what that whole episode right there <laughs> and he said it he's told it to the um to glorify the, god to glorify god, to glorify yeah. god right. right there was a time where jesus put spit there was a time where he just uh touched right right there was three you know, in the other Gospels, it speaks about other times where he um, gave sight to the blind. It was right. never the same way. Never the same. You know why? Because <laughs> man will try to re- exactly <laughs> try, try to, to, to reenact it. You would have had, had, had the mud in your eye you ministry. Ministry, yep. Come over here, and we put mud in your eye and heal you. Yeah. But was was that something attributed just to the Messiah giving sight to the blind from birth? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, just giving sight to the blind. Yeah, like, have you. have any other prophet gave sight to the blind? No, because I've never I seen a, recall another that. recall a miracle. Yeah, no. And that's and the that's miracle that he did the most, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I think what the what miracle he did the most was heal the blind. Yeah, like he healed the blind. So I think it's yeah, like, like what Andrew was saying. Um, um, just uh, seeing that you know, mm-hmm. for him to hear that it wasn't him, or starting to put it together that this mm-hmm. wasn't a normal person. Right. You know what I mean? So. And I, li- I like this guy. He's very rational. He's very straightforward, mm-hmm. right? Because when they asked, asked him, like, yo, how'd you get your sight? He, he broke everything down, like exactly what happened step by step. Mm-hmm. Everything that he experienced, he was like, yo, you know, this guy named Jesus, he did this, he did that, told me to do this. I did it. Boom, and I got my sight, right? So now, you know, the neighbors are like, uh-oh, now this has to get you know word get around this has to get investigated so now let's read from uh 13 to 19. they brought him who formerly was blind to the pharisees now it was a sabbath when jesus made the clay and opened his eyes then the pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight he said to them he put clay on my eyes and i washed and i see Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, what do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. 
But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? So what's happening now? See, to that, um, to that question you asked about the mud and the clay, just to bring that point, I think um, he, Jesus specifically did that for this reason. For the Pharisees, this was a direct affront Oh, yeah. uh, it was a Sabbath. It was definitely. Oh yeah, because he's a habitual Sabbath breaker. Jesus was a habitual yep. Sabbath breaker. breaker. He, yep. Yo, he had to do. Now, it that's a question, way. yo. What what, what? 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 He had against the Sabbath like that? What do you think it was? Uh, he was breaking their Sabbath. Yeah. Right. But my thing is, I'm looking at it more like your dog. I'm the Sabbath, and and that's the reason. <laughs> like yo, your rest is here. I'm your rest. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's saying like, I can't look when he's like, I came to fulfill the law. It's like the beef is always with the Pharisees who's I'm the law keepers. I'm the law keeper. I'm the law keeper. And he's like, I'm fulfilling the law right in front of you every day. What don't you get? That's why I think it was. I think it was a little, yeah, we, a little jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any minute was, he could yeah, get yeah. a little jab, and he's like, he "Oh, y'all love the fact, y'all, y'all love the Sabbath." Yeah, here's, here's yeah. something for you. Sabbath, and that was two laws that he broke on the Sabbath. Him, him spitting on the on the dirt, and him healing. Madness. That was two laws because you know in their Mishnah they talk about like you could spit on the rock, but you can't spit on on the sand because the sand <laughs> will roll up and it furrows. That's like plowing. So that's working. So you can spit on the rock, but you can't spit on on dirt, and um and then healing. I You're mean, just making the clay with his hands was work. That, that was work also. You know? So all of that you're creating mortar. So he's like, this was a direct jab to them, for them, you know, to get them, you know, you riled know. up, riled that, up. That's why they ask, how did he exactly? How did exactly. he heal you? Mm. So when right. he when he said, oh, you know, he he spit on the ground and he put mud in my eye. Right. So now, all right, how did he make the mud? So now he must have, you know, like like kneading dough, right? They put exactly. the water and the, right. the dust. And then, so, ah, oh, forget it. So what did they see? What did the Pharisees see? What did they say? They didn't believe him. So they asked for, for witnesses. No, even before that, what were they saying about Christ? He's not from oh, God. Okay, okay. Because he didn't keep the Sabbath. All right. So here is a man, right? Again, denying evidence. The man is standing in front of them. And this man has his sight. And they said that Jesus cannot be from God because he broke the Sabbath. They did not see that Jesus must be from God because he healed a man that was exactly. born blind. Yeah. You, you see how they twisted their it. perspective was just backwards mm. off. Right, totally off the Sabbath, and that's exactly right. what they said. He was like, "Yo, he's a sinner," and they were already convinced in his mind. It's like, how could a sinner? They have no, they have no sin right? mm. that they could convict, <laughs> right? convict right. them of any type of crime or any type of sin breaking of any law. But they say, how could this sinner, right? And now they're talking to this man, right? That they're. Uh, interrogating that he's in a trial and you, it's like tainting the witness mm. <laughs> you you understand yeah, you yeah, gotta right, listen right. to their words and what yeah. they're saying right because they're projecting mm. something to right. this guy right, right. that they're dealing with 
Right. Right. Because yeah. they're trying to get him to come to a conclusion. Right. And we're gonna see that towards the end of the story. But yeah, I've, there's a term like that for in like in the courtroom when you're trying to you're perjure. You're trying to lead the witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's lead. Oh no, yeah. not perjure. Yeah, 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 lead, yeah, 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 leading the witness. Yeah, leading the witness. Yeah, the witness. Yeah, that's you get a, you get a feel of that's what they're doing. And he goes from, but he he says straight up he's a prophet. Mm. So because he started where he was like this, he was a man. man. Yeah, a man named Jesus, and then now they pressing and. It's like what Angel. I think Angelo said it before we we got on. He was like, "Yo, this guy's a G." Word. Because you <laughs> now nah, they put in the pressure. They put in the pressure on him, and he's like, "Yeah, the guy's a prophet." <laughs> yeah, he ain't back. You know down. what I mean? He yeah, he didn't down. back down. It's like, the, I think the more they're pressing him, the more understanding is coming to the guy. Yeah. Realizing that, yo, this guy healed me. Yeah, you and, know? and on top of that, he's getting more information. Not only is he's getting more information because of that healing, but think about it. He, he wasn't tainted like the rest of the people. The rest of the people have always seen the Pharisees walking with their big, beautiful garments, mm. long, beautiful beards, mm. long braids, yeah. broad phylacteries, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So they already have this image in their mind like, yo, these are the guys we're supposed to be following. They are the gatekeepers yeah. to the law, right? So this, this guy has not been blinded or tainted by seeing all the accolades that these men were getting. So he's like, yo, I'm gonna stand up front. He's like, I don't know who you are. Like, I've never seen, this is the first time I actually see who you are. Great point, Ralph. You know? So, he's, um, yeah. and so, and I, I totally saw that. Um, and that was actually, thinking about it, him being in the situation that he's in, him being blind from birth yeah. was actually a plus, plus. for him That's in right. this situation. Because everything that he got, he heard, mm. right? Right. And the Pharisees, they would always speak the word of God. They just weren't doing it. Right. Right? They would speak it and tell the people, oh, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do. But them themselves, they weren't doing it, mm -hmm. right? And like you said, a lot of the people were blinded by what they were seeing. This man didn't see nothing. He was only hearing. And he held on to the things that he heard great point mm. and we're right. going to see that later right you see how his yes. his understanding is so clear it's so rational and it's so straight to the point like dog one plus one equals two yeah the pharisees are telling him like nah dog what do you mean and you this guy's a sinner or this guy is this that's what they're saying and to him he's like um you know we got to re read it towards the end but he's like dog just this yo he's a prophet that's what makes sense. This guy just healed me. Dude. And that's what, what I, go ahead. What's so dope too, bro, is when you think about it, this guy, these Pharisees didn't even care about this dude when he was blind. The Lord opened his eyes and he immediately became the enemy. Just like spiritually, the enemy don't care about the loss. Soon as the Lord, you know, removes the scales from our eyes and yeah. we become believers is when he attacks us. You know, and right. I see that here, how these guys were just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, and he did not back down because everything all all of a sudden was clear. And when you give your heart to Christ and you yeah. realize the truth, yeah. everything is just clear now. Mm. You know, that's right. So that's just something that I observed. So we're seeing a man that was born blind that encountered Christ, and his vision was restored. Now standing in front of these religious leaders 
and now their blindness is being exposed right we're seeing a group of people that's spiritually blind denying the clear evidence that they're seeing right and earlier jesus said right after he said neither this man or his parents sin he was like but that the works of god should be revealed in him like and he was like yo we got your wallace day we got to work and the work he was doing was all the prophecies that the lord spoke about that he had to fulfill mm -hmm. and this was one of the major ones yeah. right giving sight to the blind these religious leaders were supposed to recognize yo this is this is it right yeah and and this is immediately right after because this is you know uh contextually speaking this is right after chapter eight after he gave the great i am statement uh -huh. and when they tried to storm and he dipped on them and then he was walking by and then you we start here and as he's walking by with the disciples then he saw the blind man right so he just gave that great i am statement and now here he goes he heals the blind so this is supposed to be clear mm. crystal clear to everyone yep so let's read on in verse 20 it says his parents Right, so they called his parents, right? His parents answered them and said, wait, what verse did we stop at? Yeah, verse 20. So 20 is what right? yeah. 20. All right, his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but by what means he now sees we do not know or who opened his eyes we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Suckers, bro. Ah, excuse me. Their parents threw their own son underneath the bus. Let's talk about, let's talk <laughs> about his parents. Grimy. Let's talk about his folks, them. <laughs> <laughs> so he was blind that means he wasn't in the synagogue that means he was out because he was blind he was a sinner and so that's why he's probably like his parents probably like yo you dog you never been in the synagogue anyway you ain't got <laughs> <laughs> we the ones that be in the synagogue man you outside the synagogue. <laughs> that's how his parents looked at him i mean it's messed up but it's like and i think you know who told you to sin while you was in a, in my belly? Yeah, <laughs> like they they believe that. Sin in my belly. But it's not even that. They it was more of not being ostracized, you know, not being an outcast. That's that that was the that was the parents' concern, you know. Even if they believed that Jesus did heal them, they're like, I can't confess Jesus. And then you think about, um, you know, people. Everybody will talk about God. You know, like, yeah, I got God in my life. I got God in my life. I got God in my life. But once you believe in Jesus, it's like you kind of single yourself out. Wait, so you guys are saying that the blind dude never stepped foot in the synagogue before because he was blind? I'm not. I'm. I'm I don't know. I can't I know. say I, that. Yeah. I, oh, right. yeah. That, I know like you guys were saying that. That's so what I, I was. was yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Nah. Because if he's if he's a sinner. You know, or maybe outside. It says he was outside. Outside of the temple. Which is where all the beggars were. A lot of people. Yeah, were, I don't know. I'm yeah. just, I'm, spec so, I'm speculating. Yeah, speculating. I'm, you know, these guys were labeled as sinners. Like, you did something. You're uh, 
not you're un was it unholy unpure or something unholy i remember it could have also remember the, the belief was also it could have been their parents so not necessarily was it always them right it was either their parents or them yeah but you can't you can't prove i know yeah but i'm just saying i don't know and maybe we should research that to see if these guys because this is the second time it came up with the dude that was lame right whether or not was he was allowed outside. inside well because they was looking for money you know they were begging yeah. the other dude was hoping for a miracle to get into inside the but my, my point my point is really just his parents not wanting to be ostracized they didn't want right. to be outcasts and right. a lot of times you don't speak you don't say the name jesus you don't say i'm a christian you don't you don't you don't you don't put that label on yourself you yeah. you're more blend in and I be want, like yeah I, I believe in god like everybody else because you know once you say jesus you're gonna get put out i 100 percent believe that with you but i'm just saying for him because we have to see later on what we read if he was never allowed in there and then he was and all of a sudden he he shouted out the name of Christ pretty much and, and kicked got him. kicked out right. that means more now if then if he was allowed back but like i said but like i said you before he was if that's the case then he was never in it's like my, I, I was never been part of this my personal opinion is that he wasn't now think about this he was out in the streets mm-hmm. and his parents was around so what does that tell you about the relationship between him and his parents? What does that tell you about what his parents did to him? They allowed him yeah. to be outside. So, I mean, yeah, we could tell they didn't care about him. So now you see a man <laughs> that was cast out of his family. His family too, right? yeah. His parents. Now, him being there hearing, right? Hearing life, not being able to see it, hearing it, right? All these years. How how must he? Had, how did he feel being out there? Yo, my parents don't love me. Yep. Yo, I'm not a, a, a useful, you know. I'm an outcast. Product bro. to society. I can't do nothing. I can't see. I have to be taken care of, right? I have nobody to take care of me. Man, I wish I had my sight so that I could properly live in this culture. Maybe I could go to the synagogue. Maybe I could work to help my parents, but I. I have nothing because I don't have my. I'm an invalid. I can't do anything. Right. right. So, so this is the position that he's in, and it's crazy that his parents was around. Obviously, mm-hmm. they weren't too far because they was able right. to go and get him. Right. And what happened? Because of their religious position, mm-hmm. right? Where they're standing in this religious realm, they were scared to even associate themselves too close right and they were very strategic in how they answered the question right. yeah that's my son yeah he was blind the rest you could ask him he's that's old crazy. enough right you <laughs> you slide under that bus right and, but and the thing is um so you see that there is a great fear of being excommunicated from uh like you're saying um because their culture was everything this the synagogue the temple was everything to them and that's where they're standing. That's you know how they live their life, and um, because of that reality, and we see it today with many different type of you know churches of you know people getting excommunicated and people feel you know ostracized and religious. You see that constantly, um, where the legalism uh, of certain things and people get ostracized. I, in fact, I, I remember story time. <laughs> no, no, no. Uncle I, Ralph, <laughs> can you please? 
tell us what Wednesday no. night story. Yeah, but you guys experience that. Yeah, you know, well, Angelo don't know about this because he was in the cult with us. Um, but I remember that they clearly, when I you know when I got into the cult, and the then most I, I don't change. <laughs> yes, I remember clearly when I went to the school in Harlem, and I said, and they told me, "Yo, you one of those Flatbush guys?" I said, "Yeah," and they asked me that question: "Do the Most High change?" I said, "No," and then they said, "You're out of here." And I just remembered, like, it's like a dark cloud came over me in terms of, like, oh, my goodness. I thought this is where the Bible was being taught. I felt like I was an orphan. Mm. You know, where do I go? What do I do now? So, like, my whole world came crashing on me on that moment. Mm -hmm. So I could just imagine, you know, although, you know, you know that was madness anyway. But um, that's how these, you know, the family feels. From the pits of hell. <laughs> right. The cult from the pits of hell. Wow. So, and this is, this is and, but you know what? We're gonna well, we're gonna see further as we read. But this is their son. Oh, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now you you're choosing between this religion and your your blood son. Right? So that's why I see that it, you know, it's crazy. Religion over and, family, dog. And, right. We, yeah, we see that today. That's crazy. Okay, what religion of God that is good is gonna break up, separate the love of your son? Or any family member like that. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. And, you know, we always see that in cults, right? Yes. They totally integrate into that individual's life where now you're codependent. So if they cut you off, so you're, you're cut off from all your friends, you're cut off from your network. So that's where the fear comes in, right? So in that culture back then, they knew that if they got excommunicated, People will stop talking to them. Their family will stop talking to them. If they had a business, their business is going to flop because now people is going to stop patronizing you. So that was the fear. So we're seeing his parents putting all those things because I think that was ultimately behind why they did what they did. It no, was it it. self-preservation, it right? It says it. It says and it in it, verse 22. Right. And it's, it's more than just the religion so that we can come to the synagogue. They know that, yo, dog, if we get kicked out of the synagogue, our life is done. Can you give me any examples of that today? Yo, man. Who's that? Always busting shots at people. This guy out. He's talking about what religion will excommunicate their family. Oh, Jehovah's Witness. They're a big, you know, I could attest to that, right? Well, you right. got, dog, they're so integrated. Like, they're your whole world, mm -hmm. right? And they're closed into this cocoon. Scientology. That, yeah. Right. If, if, you know, and just like, you experience yeah though you think is the end yo and you know they fill it up with lies but so we're fear. not talking about Jehovah's Witness today Jehovah's right. Witness is a cult yeah I said it <laughs> <laughs> uh, they believe that Jesus Christ is Michael the Archangel wow where we at verse 24 man <laughs> I, I think so am I right I could be I could be totally wrong I don't know yo B we bust a shot at them B every episode <laughs> Where we at, verse 24? Yeah. So then they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Mm. And I think that's the verse of the whole chapter. And I think that's why he was so bold. You know, it's, it's, you know, like you said, um, Angelo, like hearing 
Christ like saying, you know, it's not, it was neither you or God, it's to give God the glory. Like he was touched by Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and when, you're, and when you experience the grace of God, it gives you the confidence. It gives you like your testimony, you know, that's how you overcome. Like in Revelations where it says they came, they overcame by the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Like your testimony is yours. Like no one can take that away from you. Mm. You know, and this was his testimony. He's like, yo, I've been blind since I was born. He, Jesus walked by. He let me know that I didn't sin. It wasn't, it wasn't because of this, 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 um, this belief that everybody had. And he showed me grace and mercy and he healed me. He did something nobody else could do. And he, in, in, in his mind, he's like, he didn't have to. You know, he could have just walked by me and kept going, but he stopped. So his testimony is giving him that boldness. And it's just like with us, you know, your testimony, when somebody comes up to you and try to uh, um, put down Jesus or try, oh, Jesus is false. You're like, I know what he did in my life. And this was his testimony. That's why he says, one thing I know, I, I might not know everything, but one thing I know is that I was blind mm. and now I see. And, you're and n- you can't right. change none of that in, in, yeah. in his mind. That's, that, right. that's crazy because you get all these people that these naysayers that say, um, oh, this God is invisible. How you believe in an invisible God? And this dude's life was changed and he didn't even have to see Jesus. He was touched by him. Right. And as a Christian, we get touched by the Lord and we don't have to see him to believe in him. And... Um, and that's another little quick thing I see here. He didn't. He believed in, in somebody and was touched, and he didn't even get to see him at that point anyway. I like this guy, man. I told you, he, dog. He's he's, a, he's just straight. He's a G, dog. And the whole time he's probably thinking, why isn't what I'm seeing, you know, being resolved with what I've been hearing all these years? Mm-hmm. Right. I've been right. hearing all these things. I've been hearing the word of God. You guys talk about why isn't why is everybody acting different, right? This is what I know. This guy healed me. I was blind. Now I see. This is something big to him. It's like your dog. This is huge. And as we go on, actually, Mike, you could just read on because he's he's gonna say it. Uh, verse twenty eight. He says, "Then they reviled him and said." You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses as for this fellow. We do, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why this is a marvelous thing, that you do not know where he is from. Yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a whisperer of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was, who's, who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins and you are teaching us. And they cast him out. And that part, I think you, I think you skipped. Um, yeah, because twenty-seven what is a G. Twenty-seven, right oh, there. Oh, twenty-seven. He, he no, answered. twenty-six and twenty-seven. Then they said to him again, "What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes?" He answered them, "I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? 
do you also want to become his disciple? <laughs> yo. <laughs> he probably had the gun thing on their face. Like, yo, right in their forehead. And the <laughs> thing is, and the thing is, <laughs> and the thing is, he said that twice. Right. Son. That's why he says, uh, um, I think he says it in 24. He says, you know, give it out one thing I know. Yeah, what what they said, what did you what did he do to you? How did he open They kept on asking them the question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, just like you being interrogated. They gotta they keep asking catch you him in a lie. until they catch you slipping up. And he was getting frustrated. He was like, Your dog, I just got my vision. I wanna go out and Can see, I go see? I wanna <laughs> what does a bird look like? I've been yeah, hearing birds. birds. I mean, where the shorties at? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the shorties. I wanna see some shorties. <laughs> Let me go to the well. <laughs> Oh man. You guys are off. <laughs> so he he's getting frustrated. He was like, yo, man, why you why you guys I told you already. I told you exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is what I know. He was like, and he threw a little jab. Yo, you guys wanna Yo. Y'all wanna be his disciple? Y'all wanna follow <laughs> him? That is so dope right <laughs> there, right? bro. Y'all acting asking so many questions. That's why I think he wasn't part of the synagogue, B. No, I don't think he was. That's why he he was the swagger on this guy. (laughs) He's like, yo, fam, I'm not part of you guys anyway. Look at my own parents. They be fronting on me. They be (laughs) acting all brand new on me. They got me out here begging. You know what I mean? They treat me like an outcast. I think this dude was an outcast. He got, he got, because remember, they brought him into the synagogue. He was like, he got healed. He probably was like, yo, on his way to the well. well. And they grabbed him and they was like, yo, hold on. We got to bring you to the Pharisees. And he's like, yo, dog, why am I here? Y'all don't even mess. He's, he's probably like, yo, B, y'all don't even mess with me like that anyway. Word. You know, and now y'all right. asking me all these questions about Jesus? Come right. on, man. Get out of here, man. Right. I think that's why, it's, that's why thug, I believe this swagger. Because his parents was afraid Word. to be outcast. He's like, yo, dog, I'm not part of y'all. Right. Yeah, and then he's starting, like like you said, he's starting to put these things together because he's like, yo, y'all talk all of this. Right. And now I'm living proof of what, of, of, of All the God. stuff y'all was talking about. All that stuff. Right. Y'all always talking about give God glory, give God glory. Well, God is being glorified right in front of you. Y'all fake, man. Mm, right. That's what he was saying. Y'all fake. So, we, right. so we're seeing total... Not only is we're seeing uh, blindness on on the Pharisees, but we're also seeing deafness. So they can't see and they can't hear. So the Pharisees they're totally, can never hear. So they're totally lame, totally disabled when it comes to spirituality. They're spiritual midgets and more than <laughs> bankrupt. <laughs> Yo, I think I'm a spiritual midget too, bro. They, they spiritual uh, Danny DeVito. I'm a giant like you guys. I'm just filthy, man. And um, yeah, he was, you know, and we, we're seeing who was really blind right mm. the person that was really blind were these religious leaders they were spiritually blind and god used a man that was naturally blind and received his sight to expose their spiritual blindness and you know that whole situation with his parents he was a outcast from his home from his loved ones and you know and i I could imagine him probably daydreaming about the life he could have had if he had his sight, right? And the center of that life was the synagogue, right? That was the center of Jewish life. Mm. And he's in that center of that, right? Now with his vision, now with all these new abilities, a whole new sense that he never had, 
his sense of sight restored to him. And he's seeing, first of all, he's seeing the hypocrisy in this life now. Right. Because before he could only hear it. Right. But now he's seeing it and he's seeing, yo, this doesn't match. So he's seeing that whole thing crumble in front of him. And then after that, you know, once he doesn't, you know, bend or kowtow, he gets cast out again. Now he gets cast out of this opportunity that he probably, you know, his whole time just dreamed about. Like, man, I wish I had my sight so I could do this, so I could do that, so I could see this person that all these people are always talking about that's always talking about the word of god and he's like you know say it's marvel why is it it's a marvelous thing he he was like yo this is crazy that you guys don't know about this man because you guys are supposed to be the ones that's breaking it down to me you're supposed to be telling me who he is because mm. he did something that a person that you're saying is a sinner shouldn't be able to do Right, that's that's what makes sense, and that's what he's breaking down to. And they call them. And the thing is, the accusation is they calling Jesus a sinner. Son, they just told him in the like, previous you gotta chapter understand that, he was that demon possessed. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had no respect. And, son. and they come in the court. They like yo, this and that. That's the debate here. Like yo, he's a sinner. He's a sinner. And the crazy, like the crazy thing about it, this dude knows enough. Where he's like, no, he said, verse thirty-two. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. Like he he understands that. He knows that theology. And he's like, yo, you calling this guy a sinner? He's like, yo, the things that he's doing, he has to be from God. That's clear. He's putting it together, the one plus one equals two. He's like, yo, this is simple. And, you know, this is simple, and it's exposing the Pharisees where it's not about um, the word. Right. It's not about the truth. Right. It's, yo, you guys have your own agenda, and, yo, dog, y'all just want to cancel everybody. Because yeah. because because y'all don't agree with the truth, cancel them, cast them out, right. cancel them. And this is awesome because now, and you see um, throughout this whole process, you see the progression of his faith. It started with just a man, you know. Then he was a, a prophet, and now he's calling him a man of God, right, right here in verse thirty-three. So you seeing this progression because now he's seeing, you know, the hypocrisy of these so-called religious leaders that's supposed to be the gatekeepers, that's supposed to be teaching the people about God, and they don't even see. An actual miracle happening right before their yeah, eyes, yeah. and that was and and you, look how they react. They like your daughter. You born completely in your sins, and you teaching us. <laughs> how dare you come and you teach me? Right. I know everything. Matter of fact, I taught you. How you could right. come to me and teach me? And that's what the beef was about. The beef was Pharisees thought they knew it all. They thought they had it all together, and they were hypocrites behind it. And mm. this man is coming with truth, and their egos are bruised. That's you see it at right. the end. They like they kicked them out because they like yo dog. You teaching us? You was born in your sins. You can't be teaching us. And because they got bruised egos, they cast them out. Now I got a question to pose you to you guys with this. Now, do you think your testimony could help could um, convert someone? Because this man is in front of the Pharisees and he's giving them their testimony. I was blind. Now I see. I think it could help. Definitely. Of course. Not yeah. the, not obviously you know these guys because yeah. they were the 
children of Satan. <laughs> well, the, the reason I kind of post <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> chill, 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 chill. No, you gotta, let's mean, not one go of, back to that. <laughs> now, one of the things I, I, I kind of think about is that, um, yes, your testimony is very powerful. The testimony, I think, really helps you and it can help, you know, in, you know, bringing the gospel to someone. But I think the most important thing, the most important thing is uh, making sure you use the word of God, you know, and you give them the gospel. And not just your testimony, because right. you see here, just here, this man. I mean, he's understanding things. You know, he's been, you know, uh, his sight's been given to him, so that's his testimony. But your testimony can't change someone. Right. The word of God has to come along with it, so it has to be both together. I think you he know? gave him the word of God. I still, there may be some new believers out there who don't know the word. I just okay. I get. I I, I agree with you fully, but I don't okay. want anybody to shy away from sharing their testimony. Right, right, you know, right. And, and thinking they have to hit them with like mad scripture too. You know what because I mean? Like, I'm a, because I'm about the woman at the well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. she, your, your she testimony is very important. People see that. Yeah. There could be Christians that know the scripture that don't live yeah. worthy of of the word. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. I think the way you live and your testimony when they see how God changes you, right. that that's important. I, I separate the power of the word from the person. Because you have a person that is not a Christian, not a believer, not not born again, mm. but is speaking the word of God, and people get changed. Yeah. Because it's the word, the power of the word. Right. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the person. Right, definitely. Yeah. But to your point, Ralph, right. the woman at the well, did she, she just used her testimony. You True. You know, and it, a whole village. But based on her testimony, she was able to bring those man, people to the to word jesus christ right so yeah i mean i agree with ralph 100 percent. Yeah. you know but yeah. i also i just don't want people to shy away from just feeling oh yeah, i just got my testimony i'm not gonna share that sometimes that's all you got no and yeah you gotta right shoot that load and let the lord do the rest you no, know i totally agree with you guys no i th i think like like he says this is he says when they asked him if he was a sinner, he's like, he's like, I don't know if he's a sinner, but I do know this. Right. I was, right. and I think it's progressive, right. like you said. I mean, like you, I think I, I, I know what you're trying to go mm -hmm. go towards. It's right. like if you ha you can have your testimony, but if you know the word of God, and you gotta understand, this just happened. That's all yeah, he yeah, has. Yeah. You know what I mean? He don't right. he don't have more. But if you have more, you gotta. Yeah, you know, gotta use, use it. more, and he and I think he did have more. Like when you read in this, he's like, since the world began, you already know no one is. Right. So that means he knew that he knew there was no prophet that healed any man. From, how do you know that? You gotta know the word. You got you know he knew yeah. certain parts, and I think right. he did share the word there. So last section, Ralph, you want to read it from thirty-five to forty-one? Okay. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him. He said unto him, Does I believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him, on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into the wor this world, that they which see not see not might see and that they which see might be made blind and some of the pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him are we blind also jesus said unto them if you were blind you should have no sin but now ye say we see therefore your sin remaineth 
Yo, Christ tracked them down, B. That's <laughs> that's phenomenal. Yo, Christ heard what happened to he him. Heard, yeah. And he doubled and back. Him. Right. Wherever probably wherever he was moving, he was like, What? That happened to him? That's that's my Lord. That's comforting, right? That's my Ex- Lord. Extremely. That if you're excommunicated, you know, from whatever and your heart is for the Lord, your heart is for truth, Jesus will track you down that's crazy he'll find you and he'll reveal himself remember this is the first time this guy seeing jesus Mm. all right he didn't see him before he was blind he heard him heard the word and he obeyed the word now he's seeing jesus and we see again ralph that progression with the points that you bring up now he says lord lord all right so we see him getting closer to that uh obedience or growing faith growing uh you know and jesus asked him a question yo that was that was i love yo he tracked him down and the first thing he asked him like do you believe in the son of god yeah yo Yo. and he answered yo who who is he who is he lord yo show show me who he is i believe in him so i could believe it because he didn't recognize jesus and jesus revealed that you know, you've seen him and you're talking to him right now. And what did the guy do? You know, he worshipped. He worshipped. He confessed. He said, Lord, I believe with his mouth. He confessed yeah. Jesus Christ as Lord. He confessed his faith. And then he worshipped. Right. Yeah. Confessed with his mouth, believed with his heart. Yep. And, and, and his actions showed, right. you know, that he, he uh, his, his conversion, his heart. He worshipped. Yeah. And Jesus accepted the worship. Yeah. You know. Because he's God. Because Jesus is God. Yo, Jesus is God? He's not an angel. He's God. He's not Michael the Archangel. Hey, hey listen, man. My, my shot is not to the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's, it's all. It's, it's, to the, it's to the Watchtower organization. <laughs> right. It's an entity. It's not people. But there's right. plenty of people. I love the people. There's plenty of people all. who don't believe Jesus is God. Well, they'll say he's All a, the religions. Yeah. He's a prophet. Yeah. You know, you have some talk show hosts that say he's a a, a good. Uh, he was <laughs> he was a good moral teacher, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but nah, he accepted that worship because he was God, and and that's a powerful statement. Him saying that, you know, do you believe in the Son of God? When you make that statement, um, the Son of God, or is he's seeing? He's also hearing it as God the Son, that he's the exact replica. He is the exact image, exact representation of God right. the Father. So he understood this in this Jewish culture. Right. You know? And um, so Jesus makes a a statement and said, For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see. (coughs) Bless you. Oh, man, excuse me. This is live, folks. Yeah, you need Jesus to touch his allergies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that part out. Uh, and that those who see may be made blind. What we read before, what Jesus said, "Hey, I didn't come to the world to judge the world." Yeah. Now he's saying, "Judgment, judgment." Yeah, I think it says humility that brings sight, and pride leads to darkness. You know, that's how I look at it. It's like that's the judgment. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. His primary objective was not judgment was to save the world but uh-huh. ultimately if you don't believe in him 
then that's just what's going to, that's the inevitable is judgment will fall upon you. So I think that's sort of what he's saying. He's not saying I I came specifically to judge because that's not what he did. And what we're seeing, we're seeing just dog naturally that's going to happen, right? Because Jesus is coming with the truth and he's coming with the light. And if you're rejecting that, like these men were, these religious leaders were, then ultimately you're being judged because you're rejecting it yep so we see that judgment happening that's why he goes on to talk about that blind statement Mm. right um just like the statement that angelo made earlier with uh pharaoh's heart being hardened you know his heart was already hardened yeah and then what happened is that he's like okay i'm gonna allow you to just further into your hardened heart you're you're judging yourself Right. right So he, you know, uh, those who do not see, right, which is an example of the blind man, and that those who see may be made blind. So we're seeing those people who who say they see, who say they have clarity and they have vision, mm-hmm. and that they're in the light, they're being made blind. That's the judgment. Right. And that's just the... Dog, it's just natural. You put out the word, somebody reject the word, you're Yep. That's that's just judgment for you. Yep. And that's why he's saying that's why the Pharisees came and said, Why are you saying we're blind? Like little creeps. Mm. <laughs> are we blind also? Yeah. Because they're denying the only one that could give you light that could only that makes you see. Only Jesus could give you the light for you to be able to see. So they're denying the very one. Mm-hmm. So that's how come they're made blind. They're willfully choosing to yeah. reject Jesus. So Jesus say, listen, if you was blind, then you would have no sin because you're in the dark. You don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. But you're saying you know everything. Right? You're saying you could see. So you have no sin. That's, But we know that they're spiritually blind. Yeah. Right? He said, but now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. You say. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm you a, say we see. I'm a good yeah. person, you know. In their mind, like we're good, you know. They thinking in their mind they good, and they think. I think of First uh, John one and eight. It says, "If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us." Mm, you know, right. and that's what I think about. You know, the, the, that's how the Pharisees, because the, this whole debate is Jesus is a sinner. He's a sinner, and you know he can't do this miracle because he's a sinner. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how the Pharisees is looking at it. Like, we're not sinners. He's the sinner. You know, he can't be from God. He's a sinner. He's a sinner. And when I see that, it's like Christ is like, you know, your sin remains because you you, you think you're good. But while this blind man, he was, you know, humility. And his, like you said before, Ange, in his mind, he's like, the reason I'm in this state is because I'm a sinner. You know, he's probably beating himself up. I'm a sinner. I sinned in the womb. How could I? You think it, he's that those tapes are running through his head and that humility. And even when Christ tracked him down, the first thing he did was give him a chance for salvation. You know, do you believe in the son of God? That's why I love that. It was like straight to the point. He was like, oh, that happened to you. All right. Well, do you believe in the son of God? And you see this whole um, dialogue between him and the um, the blind man for him to receive salvation. And I think that's what that's talking about. That's why he's like, your sin remains. So you 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 claim that you're good, that you don't have no sin. And it's crazy because this whole dialogue is talking about Jesus is a sinner and he's nowhere there. 
<laughs> but then when he meets up with the Pharisees, he has, it's like he was privy to the conversation. I don't know. It's, it's weird to me because their debate is that he's a sinner. He couldn't perform that miracle. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to them and this is what he's talking about, their sins. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, if you were blind, you would have no sin. It's like, you wasn't even there for the conversation, right. but he's God. Right. Jesus knew. And it's like he, that, like Marcus was saying, that's the judgment. You think you, you think you guys have no sin? I'm the sinner? Oh, you guys are good? All right, your sin remain. That's it. And we see a contrast, right, between this man and these these other men, these religious leaders, you know. One man was born blind and he, re- he received light. And you have another group that think that they're, you know, they're, um, they have vision, they could see, but they're blinded in sin spiritually blunt so mm. you know it's, it's just uh you know to me I, I see the the change right the change that happens when you encounter jesus christ right and all of us went through it where we you know stood face to face with christ and that grace changed us and um your neighbors might not recognize you your neighbors might deny that uh, it's you your own family your own yeah. family your close friends they might deny that you know you were blind um yeah this is not you so um and it's comforting seeing jesus come after this guy after he again got cast out right from the first time from his you know assuming that he was on the street his parents didn't want to deal with him um and then you know, the the leaders in the synagogue, the center of Jewish life, cast them out because of this very real experience that he had. And he was being honest and straightforward and fully transparent, right? But he stood, he stood his ground and he, he held on to the truth of this real experience and he confessed it. And um, they didn't like that. But he was fully prepared to deal with that, right? Because I'm sure he peeped his parents like, yo, y'all suckers. <laughs> How y'all yo, gonna... Y'all been suckers. You know what? Whatever. Y'all, y'all wasn't checking for me. Whatever. Stand your ground, Christians. You so he me? was like, you know what? This is what I know. This is what it is. And he, he threw a little sass at them. Word. Right? Because he was, he was done. Because what he went through was real. He was like, I don't care. Y'all could kick me out. I got a whole world to go see. Mm. And you know what's crazy too is that they believe that it was either his sin or his parents' sin that brought him here. And to be saved, he had to step away from his parents. You know, because his parents, they didn't even want to claim him. You know, so he had to stand on his own. And I just think about... You know, at, like you know, you have kids. At a certain point, it can't be the god of their mother or their father. Mm-hmm. Like because your grandmother was saved, that don't mean you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, or because your mother and your father is reading the Bible and they're saved, that don't mean you're good. Like you have yeah. to stand out on your own and believe. You know, you see how Christ tracked them down, and it was a one on one. Like you gotta confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a great point. 
You know, you can't you can't piggyback off. You know, you, you hear it so much. Oh, my, my grandmother would say, she prayed for me all the time. I'm good. No. You know, unless you have to do it with your mouth, you have to believe with your heart, and you have to personally worship Jesus Christ to be saved. You can't you can't piggyback off your parents or your grandparents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a great point because that's the, actually that's the same thing I was thinking. Because and as you go through, you trace through the scriptures all the way from Genesis through Revelation. You've seen these personal encounters, especially like uh, you know, you've seen Joseph being cast out, being ostracized from his own family. You know, when he was sold into slavery. And then at that, and you see his encounter with the Lord. You've seen, you know, um, Jacob being alone, running away, hiding when he saw and him, you know, having the encounter with the Lord and wrestling with the Lord. You've seen, you know, Daniel being sold into slavery as a young child, you know, taken away from his family and him have, being able to interpret genes. He had an encounter with the Lord. So, you know, is that, I think is that more, that's a great opportunity when you are excommunicating when you are alone when you are mm. you know that's the perfect opportunity because the lord will seek you because now you yeah. you know he will seek you he'll come and he'll search you and he'll have that one-on-one with you everyone yeah. has a has a personal encounter with him you know think, at one um, point in their life yeah that's that's exactly i was gonna close with that too man like if you've been deserted by your parents man jesus is looking for you you know he's searching allow yourself to be found and you know, Jesus is a father to the fatherless, baby. Yeah, great point. All right, so I'm going to close in prayer, man. Thank you for joining us today, guys. But Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you. We thank you that you searched for us and that you did not give up, give up on us. We thank you for just um, removing the blinders from our eyes and allowing us to see you, to feel your touch, Lord. And I pray for anyone out there that's listening that you would also remove any blinders that they may have, Lord, and that you would touch their hearts, their spirits, their minds, Lord, and that they would have that encounter with you, that encounter, Lord, that just um, infuses them just with the boldness to fight for you, Lord. So, Father, we love you, and we look forward to the next time that we can get together and um, discuss your word. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. 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 Amen.